Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Today's episode is brought to you by ModMed. Do your EHR and PM adapt to your style of practice? The ModMed EHR and PM do, with benefits like remembering preferences and automatically suggesting documentation and billing codes. Urologists voted ModMed the number one urology-specific EHR and PM solution available. Built by urologists with input from yours truly. Stop wasting 60 minutes and 200 for each of your open or no-show slot. Go to modmed.com slash prsnetwork. Set up an appointment with the team at ModMed Urology and shift your urology practice into high gear. Imagine a solution on a tablet or the web that works seamlessly with revenue cycle management, analytics, telehealth, payment processing, patient engagement tools, and much more. ModMed is transforming healthcare by placing doctors and patients at the center of care. This episode is also sponsored by Eurogen, makers of gelmitomycin, for pilocalocele solution. Gel mito with RT gel technology is different from traditional mitomycin. RT gel reverse thermal hydrogel uses a proprietary sustained release technology that helps deliver coverage where it's needed inside the body. Gel mito has seen consistent uptake since launch and has excellent coverage. Eurogen data shows that 100% of Medicare fee for service, 98% of Medicare advantage, and 97% of commercially covered patients had benefits approved. Plus, Gelmito has a permanent J-code. J9281 was approved for use effective January 1, 2021. Please consider working closely with Eurogen's team of field reimbursement managers to ensure complete, timely, and accurate submission for claims for prompt payment. Eurogen support is also available for all your access needs. To find out more about Gelmito's access support, download resources, or view videos of real-world reimbursement experiences, visit gelmitohcp.com slash hcp slash support today. Welcome to episode 142 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And on this episode, we want to talk about reimbursement for new technology. With the 2023 AUA annual meeting in Chicago coming up, we thought it'd be a good time to discuss this topic. Companies often use this meeting to introduce new uh, medical devices, new drugs, and other new medical technology. We've heard the story many times from coders, billers, and practice administrators uh, that their urologist goes to the annual meeting, comes back to the office, and announces that there's this great new technology that they want to start using for patient care. Problem is that the majority of the time, the path to reimbursement is unclear. Taking on new technology can be a financial risk if there's no payment. Sometimes the urologist is willing to take the risk during the time of reimbursement uncertainty, but that decision has to be made before implementing the new technology. We have a few examples of newer technology reimbursement that we want to share in this episode. Uh, Mark, do you want to talk about what we're sharing? Yeah, so I, I think um, rather than drive down the rabbit hole on some of these things, can you keep it at a broader level um, today? Because it is one of those things that, you know, 
you're right. Every year we see new tech coming in and, and it does represent opportunities and advancement a lot of times in patient care. Um, so, you know, the, the over the last year or so, we've we've been involved with several different groups um, that have introduced new technology, either diagnostic or therapeutic um, processes and procedures. Some with established reimbursement pathways, some working on it, some not even close. So there, it's all over the board, really on you know what we're seeing and and one of our segments that we usually include in our seminar um in the urology uh, advanced coding and reimbursement seminar every year is a new technology session um where we really talk about the the need and I think most practices are are have gotten better about this uh the need of of really building out a pro forma for new technology um and you know a pro forma overall a, or a business plan um, really takes a look at um the the entire practice uh as you're bringing something new you you're looking at all right um first of all how many patients do i have that might benefit from this technology you know that might be a diagnosis code search it might be a look at, you know, kind of where people are in the treatment pathway. Uh, and, you know, it might be a ge- just a general demographic look at your practice to find out, you know, what patients that are out there might benefit from this diagnostic or therapeutic technology. So, um, so, so that's kind of that first step of deciding whether your practice actually has a market there, or if you've got to start marketing something totally new to, to attract a new type of patient. Um, so once you get that kind of ironed out in general, um, then you turn around and start looking at, is this a technology that is going to replace something that I'm already doing? Um, and how fast is the uptake going to be? Is this going to be one physician in the practice? Or are we going to you know, go whole hog and everybody's going to switch to this because it's so great um, in its results and its and the overall benefit to your patient side. Um, where is it from the clinical support side of the equation? Um, so all of those things come into play more on the clinical piece. Um, and then you pivot to look at it from the financial side as to what the cost would be. Does it need a separate room? Can it be done in the office or does it need to be do- only done in the ambulatory surgical center? Um, and uh, what kind of staffing am I going to need? Am I going to retrain some of my staff? Um, is this something I could support remotely? Um, some of the new technology that's out there. So um, there's a there's a lot of steps to really taking a look at that and and ultimately making some decisions and some projections as to what you think the impact is going to be on your practice. Uh, then uh, you take that the last step, which is kind of where we have come into play with a lot of these groups is what what is the reimbursement pathway? What can I expect to get reimbursed? And given all the other factors, is this something I want to jump into? 
um, right now. And, you know, that may be a decision that you make that, you know, I'm, it's worth it to me, even though I'm not going to make money on this right off the bat to be the pioneer in the community. Um, because the clinical is so beneficial. Um, I can, I can justify this moving forward and positioning for the future. Um, and then there's some technology that really doesn't have a good reimbursement pathway. And we can go back to something like Haifu for a, for a number of years where there was no real coverage for it or is considered non-covered. So in that instance, there were, you know, you didn't necessarily have a reimbursement pathway within your contract work or your contracted or your Medicare payers, but that actually left it open then for a cash-based business. So you had uh, a little bit uh, of a known pathway for reimbursement where you could market it, and now you just have to find out if you can sell it um, to patients outside of their current healthcare coverage. Um, so what is that target market like? So um, there's there are a number of things that you need to consider. And, and some of the things that we've dealt with over this, you know, over the past year or so, um, have been technologies like um, uh, like the Stream DX, which is the remote Euroflow. Um, we've got the the eCoin, um, which is one that we've talked about that has that does have a reimbursement pathway, whereas Stream DX had a didn't have a clear um, reimbursement pathway, and and we're still trying to to navigate that with the payers, but having some success with that, just not as, uh, not a hundred percent across the board pathway. So, um, you know, there's, there's opportunity, um, in some of these and, and then with the ecoin where you actually have a pathway, um, at the moment we've got, you know, reimbursement kind of already set. Um, and then we have to look at what's going to happen in the future. Um, we've got, Something like Gelmito, which came into play, which had a CPT pathway and actually had uh, a J code and has pretty much already established coverage. Um, we've got uh, some new technology um, from Promaxo, which uh, is a, a more or less a portable MRI um, that has. Uh, some utility for guidance um, that we're we're working with the group and talking about potential pathways for reimbursement there. Um, so it's 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 one of those things that it, based on the technology um, and based on the current CPT code set, you may or may not have a clear pathway, um, and you need to make sure that as you look at those. Uh, that the information you're given by the manufacturer, um, that number one, it makes sense um, from, and we're are, we're going to skip past the fact that you you decided that the clinical relevance is there. Um, that decision is made separately, but from the reimbursement side, does what they're telling you really fit or pass the general smell test? Um, and then beyond that, you want to reach out uh, to your payers' um, websites and see if there's any information you can glean from those payer websites. So another technology that was relatively relatively young 
um, is aquablation um, for treatment of BPH. Um, and then you've got uh, the uh, prostate artery embolation or the PAE, uh, which has some CPT codes. Now the aquablation had a CAT3 code, um, but it had coverage um, under some payers. So it's it really is a mixed bag as you look at all of these opportunities and each one deserves its own study um, while you're putting together your pro forma. So that was a, a lot and a, and <laughs> a little bit mixed um, as I went through that. So hopefully it made some sense. I think it did. And uh, I've got two things to, to say, and I want to ask Ray first and, you know, having been to a lot of AUA annual meetings, can you remember a new technology, the most exciting new technology that you came away with from all the past AUAs? And did you ever do something like this, take it back to your practice before there was a, a pathway or what, what got you excited at the AUA if you can pick a specific product or device? Well, well, Scott, I'll have to go back one step further than the AUA. I went to a meeting in uh, Denmark that they introduced the uh, prostate ultrasound. That uh, then it did come to the AUA at the meeting. And, you know, that's one that uh, we worked with from the very beginning and and we were able at that point in time to get it paid for by two thirds of the ural of the uh, Medicare carriers before it had a CPT code. So all that you, Mark has mentioned is right spot on as to what you have to do. It's it's not only the coding, but it's the payment that really counts. Yeah, and I'll say that when we go and talk to the various manufacturers or the, the new technology developers, they actually give a lot of credit to to the urologists and say that, you know, after there's the clinical discussion, that a lot of urologists are asking the reimbursement question more so than other specialties. So, uh, so there is that knowledge or that... Uh, understanding that 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 is important so uh, at least a little more in urology than other specialties that we've heard from yes we have a lot of gizmos and a lot of them have been paid and a lot haven't so we've had a lot of experience in urology <laughs> and uh and they they st still keep developing uh great new products and new technology so i'm excited to see what's What's coming out this year? Uh, Mark, anything more to add to the discussion? So <clears throat> I guess the only other thing I would add on all of this is um, thank goodness for the pioneers, right? The, you know, the, you look at any new, uh, any market study, and as you uh, analyze a market to roll out a, a new product, and you know the the market is kind of segmented into the pioneers, and then there's the uh, the early adopters, and then there's 
the 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 rest uh, of the this and the skeptics um, that you you kind of see the uptake of new technology as it rolls through the market and and it's always fun to watch that process and and without the pioneers or without those folks who um, are you know visionary enough to say I I'm going to try this I'm going to make a run at trying to get this paid for. Um, and in the meantime, maybe I'm charging cash or I'm, I'm selling this to my patients as a, as a, a, a new and better way to treat things once they believe in a particular product. Um, it's, it's essential to have those pioneers actually knocking on the doors of the insurance companies um, and the Medicares of the world so that they have to address it. So without demand, um, ideas go nowhere. So, um, so with all the advancement that's out there, I, you know, we owe a big thank you across the board to those folks that are willing to, to step up to the ledge and jump over. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's kind of like a bell curve of adoption. You got the, the early adopters and then the masses and then the skeptics. Uh, Ray, anything? No. All right. Well, we are excited to to see everybody in Chicago. If you want to uh, make a make an appointment with us or make a set a meeting with us, we're happy to do that. Send us an email at info at prsnetwork dot com if you're going to be there and you want to talk. We're if we're available, we'll be happy to to meet with you. All right. Yeah, because we don't have a booth this year, right? Yes, Here. we do not have a booth. So um, I've got a couple of talks. Um, I'm talking at uh, Sufu and then at the men's health um, groups this year on uh, Friday and Sunday, respectively, um, for those groups. So you could flag me down there uh, if you want to talk. Otherwise, yeah, send us an email. Or get, those of you who have our cell phones, can get in touch with us. We will be knocking around, and certainly would would love to see anybody who would who would uh, like to to talk to us. So, reach out, and we'll we'll try and track you down in Chicago. Otherwise, you can always find Ray at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, there might be one or two around, and uh, also we're. I think we're going to go to the AACU reception too. Oh yeah. Yes, that's uh, the Friday night reception for the AACU. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've uh, we worked with the AACU uh, many many years ago when this all first got started, and we've always appreciated all that they've done for urology as well. All right. Good. Well, good to, good to see some old friends and everybody. It's always a good time to connect. Yes, it is. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, we're going to just get some final thoughts and we'll take it out. Uh, Mark. It's, so I guess my, one of my final thoughts in all of this is, you know, with as I've been going around the country and talking about the 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 Medicare updates and kind of where life is for urology um, with a 
with too many patients, um, not enough time, and reimbursement that has lacked in as far as keeping up with inflation. Um, everybody is running hard, and you know burnout is, as we've seen from many of the surveys, a, a real thing. Um, the the new technology stuff, and one of the reasons we brought that up, and one of the things I was like going to the AUA year after year is is to is to see that you know despite all these pressures and all the craziness, there's still a lot of hope and optimism and look towards the future that's out there. And and again, you know, folks that are willing to to jump out on the ledge and you know maybe focus a little bit more on their cash business and and everything else that's going on to to try and keep bringing uh, new and better care to your patients. Ray, final thoughts. Well, you know, we see all these surveys and we hear about. Uh, physician burnout, and we talk about reimbursement decreasing, et cetera. But urology has done pretty well through all of this, and it's because we have paid attention to the business side of healthcare, coding, documentation, uh, being smart with what we do, and, and that's the reason we encourage everyone to stay up. The, the one thing that we haven't done well on is uh, currently submitting our clean claims. We were not one of the better specialties when it comes to Medicare and denied claims. So knowledge is power. Knowledge is what uh, you, you need to really be comfortable with where you are, fight burnout, save time, et cetera. So we would encourage all of you who haven't taken a look at our our uh, new uh, offering that we're going to make and the coding course that we've updated to, uh, to, to really get on board, master the concepts of documentation and uh, all of the urologists don't need to be certified coders, but they do need to be masters of the concepts of documentation, coding, and what payers pay for and what they don't. So let's continue to streamline this profession and continue to work smarter, not harder. All right. And... For uh, we also want to mention that the uh, our seminars coming up in December and January. I know it's a, a ways away, but uh, we do have the registration open for that, and we'll put a link to register for the Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar in the episode page. So if you go to prsnetwork.com forward slash one four two, you'll be able to find the link and how to register there. And we got some discounts. Uh, that we'll put in the podcast page so for our listeners. So we'll give you a code in there that you can use to get a discount. All right. Um, we'd like to thank Eurogen for sponsoring our podcast. Eurogen's an innovative biotech company dedicated to developing breakthrough solutions for treating urothelial and other specialty cancers because patient deserve, patients deserve better options. 
To find out about their pipeline, visit Eurogen.com. We'd also like to thank ModMed and encourage you to check out their practice management and EHR solutions. Go to ModMed.com forward slash PRS network for a special offer for our podcasters. All right. That's all we got for today. Take us out, Ray. Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juice Reap.